you know, so this is episode 9 today with our guest Sean what's up <laughs> Uh, this is quite sick actually. Press, I should have uh. done that for like my own podcast, you know. Things <laughs> think so much until like wanna what? MIDI control. Uh MIDI control on <laughs> the launch pad, all what the f- <laughs> But at least I can put other samples. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, true, 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 true. So that's trigger. I'm just gonna we just gonna line up uh, in post later. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if you all listen to the podcast, you may know Sean from like the popular local music podcast, Sunday Scene with Sean. Not popular lah, but <laughs> it's okay lah. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. It's not popular. Okay. If you see my numbers, it's okay. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to show our numbers also. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fun to do lah. Yeah, it's very fun. It's very yeah. fun. But anyway, also you might know him from like bands because <coughs> he plays, plays in like Terror, Submissions, I Devotion, Safeguard, Losing End. And also part of Disrupt Core, right? Yes. Yeah. So Abang, <coughs> Abang Sapa also. Yeah, I play guitar for Abang Sapa also. And oh, yeah. um, yeah, so basically my main job in Disrupt is like Usually it's just like run production stuff, mm. like all the live el- the live elements of destroy, but also like I help out wherever I can. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so actually, what well, like, actually how many bands have you been in? Did you did you ever keep track how many bands? How many bands I've played in altogether? Yeah, no, yeah, never. <laughs> like never quick fire name all the previous bands that you've been. Wow, in. dude! Like, like other than all these these yeah. five. <sighs> okay. Um. Okay. So so you know honestly, like I think I picked up. <clears throat> My first band that really picked up was I Devotion. Ah. Okay. So like before that, like it's all like you never hear, <laughs> never hear before. <laughs> but okay. um I guess in between I Devotion, like um the safeguard. The safeguard that's um this is actually still around, but like I haven't record vocals for the album yet. <laughs> so like the whole album is done already. It's like ultimate procrastination. Yeah, it's the <laughs> ultimate procrastination. I feel damn bad for the rest of my guys, but then like don't know ah. Like, I'm not emo anymore. It's like the Chinese democracy. I'll <laughs> save <laughs> No, yeah, la, I guess so. La, but it's only because like, it's because lyrics is very emo. Mm, like, very mm. emotional stuff, right? But then like, I'm not emotional anymore. Yeah, I understand. Like, you're not, not in the right hit space. But I'm not in the right like, hit space anymore. You won't feel like you get the right performance. To yeah, yeah, really, really. It's like that. So other than that, it's just like, um, submissions also was like my brainchild thing. Because um, I actually found submissions just for my recital. Mm, just okay. for my wow. my graduation mm. recital actually the plan uh, is just play the recital then that's it <laughs> but then like when I was writing the songs and all uh, then the rest of the guys were like oh this is quite cool eh like mm. You want to make it into like a serious band? Right. And right. I was like, okay, I can. Uh. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can. Uh. <laughs> yeah, then... I don't know, man. Forgot. Okay. Uh. <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Too yeah. many already, that's why. Name, name at least one. Eh. One. Old oh. band. Uh, like yeah, old before one, uh. all this. Uh, living in Gaps. Timing Time. Oh, Timing Time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I played Timing Time. Timing Time. It was me. It was okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. I played Timing Time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh... Hey, wait, Timing Time recorded with you all, right? Yeah. After yeah. I left. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's really quite a while back already. That yeah, one when um, the No Rest Screamer was inside the band, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. So I left before he came in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I left before he came in. It's quite a... Uh, how say ah? Like, I ended... I, I think I left on bad terms ah. Oh, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I think I left on bad terms. I think according to them. But I feel like... I feel like it's okay, but then... I don't know. Mm. Never mind, never mind. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Cut positive, positive vibes only. <laughs> Just positive vibes, bro. We all cool lady. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I actually want to dive back into like how... Like, how, how did you start like getting into music and <clears throat> like your comic book number one? Yeah, oh. how, how did you get started in this whole like music thingy? Backstory. Uh, 
Okay, so like when I was in secondary school, right, I used to be like a super huge fan of Oasis. Oasis, okay. Yeah, the band Oasis. So that was like how it all started. Uh. I had my first indie band. Like I had my first Oasis cover band. We played at like FAD Studios in like 2007. Oh, okay. Like my, you know, not 2007, uh, 2009, I think. Then like it all kicked off from there. Uh. Like I never wanted to play heavy music, right? Mm, but mm. okay, so like the band or the album that got me into heavy music was, okay, the start, the start like the, like the house, yeah, the... Introduction, right, mm. <laughs> was Take to the Skies by Antish Curry. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was like the first one. And then, right, <laughs> the Who Is Me Numbers album. Oh, okay. <laughs> that one, right, like, when I first heard, I like, wow. <laughs> and that's when, like, okay, I'm going to form a metalcore band. I don't know how, <laughs> but it's going to happen. So, yeah. that, so that started the I Devotion then? Or? Yeah, like, that started I Devotion. Like, okay. If you hear I Devotion songs, right, like, you can hear so many elements of like, Who Is um, Me? Only because like, the guitars, like, the guitars. Mm. And like, every, like the key of the, of every I Devotion song, right, is basically Alligator Blood by Bring Me Horizon. Alligator Blood by... Yeah, this, okay. this is a secret. Like literally, like all the songs are, are based around the same notes that I, that is played in Alligator Blood by... Green Horizon. Oh, oh shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Exclusive here. You hear it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, the band is gone already. Like, I, t- <laughs> I tell you all. Like, I tell you everything. It's all the secrets. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you started with like guitar. Like, um. Okay. So I started off as drums first. Because oh, okay. my dad was a drummer. My dad played drums when he was like a teenager. Mm. So in my mind, I was like, okay, my father played drums. I saw him play drums. But then like, I wasn't very good. Huh? <laughs> I wasn't very good. So like, I took up guitar when I was in like, I was 15 like that. And then... Okay. He kicked off from there, la. like I just went into um Oasis songs, Ati mm. Monkeys, The Strokes, that kind of that kind of stuff, uh very mm. normy <laughs> normy uh back then, that kind of music. So that's when I learned like all those kind of songs. So like your email G C D kind of thing. Oh, okay. But but the Oasis thing like it happened like, how do you get into it? Like, like it's like a just happened to be like a friend's intro <clears> kind of thing, or like you just found it on your own and like mind blown. My cousin, ah, uh, one of my cousins like introduced me to Oasis. Mm. Then like when I heard, I it wasn't and and my first Oasis song was not Wonderwall by the way. <laughs> oh, was that the Surprise. first song you learned? Okay, no, 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 it wasn't the first song I learned. Oh, okay. The first song I ever heard from Oasis was Stand by Me. Okay, oh, yeah, that's the first song. Okay, 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 nice, yeah. nice. We're on the same page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one, that one, the chromatic scale thing. Mm. Then uh, that was the first song I heard, right? Then I was like, wow, this is actually quite sugar. Mm. Then I started listening to all the other songs, right? Like a lot of other songs first. And then I heard on the wall. Then I was like, oh, this song I hear on the radio before. <laughs> that kind of thing. Right, right. And then, and then like, I was like, so like, I'm very thankful that I didn't hear on the wall first. Because I'm not yeah. cool. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Oasis was like, got me into like guitar music like, basically. Mm. And then Enter Shikari got me into like electronic stuff. So you so the Enter Shikari and Mo is me, mainly drawn by the electronic elements. Uh. Electronic elements and like heavy music like, basically. Mm. And then that's when it spread out to like all the other things and all that. I mean, I really used to be, I used to be really into like black metal at one point. <laughs> but like, yeah, la, like that was a different story altogether. La. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it just grew. Like my music things just keep growing and growing and growing until like it just became what it is today. Uh. Mm. And like, as in, if you ask me what's my influence for like elect- my electronic work is Antishkari and like a bit of Muse. Mm, okay. Yeah, Muse, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But actually back in like your secondary school days when you just started, actually how, how do you find other band members? Like how do you find? Oh, I don't know, oh. sir, bro. Like that one, that one, like I never go and find. Uh. 
Oh, they want like my friends like they like want to form a band right then they say like hey you know anybody play guitar one I say yeah, yeah I know this guy but then back then uh, you like but then like oh, no, you cannot choose what like <laughs> whoever you know play guitar means this guy gonna play for you already <laughs> yeah so like yeah so like they just say like hey you know Sean from Hysing Catholic yeah you know how to play guitar oh okay so then, even when like cross different schools also yeah 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 yeah, mm, yeah oh. it became like that like literally word of mouth and like yeah it's really word of mouth and like your underblock friends just like tell each other <laughs> the criteria yeah. is play guitar and listen as, to this music yeah, you're in the band I, actually you don't even need to play that kind of music everybody listen, literally listen to the same kind of music back then mm. yeah. oh is it okay yeah I feel like everybody listen to the same kind of music back then I think that's true lah that, that's a peak of like the the metalcore yeah, 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 then like true, everyone true, true, kind true. of like listen to that, <clears throat> that genre. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, true, true, true. No, but actually, okay, actually, actually, I'm wrong. Uh, like, actually, the album that really got me into heavy music uh, was like the Plague's Devil's Brother album. Devil's Oh, okay. Mm. Then the Woe Me one, right, was like... After like, a while. Yeah, after a while, but that was like, okay, this is my passion now. Mm. <laughs> yeah, after I heard it. Uh, yeah, I so see, that's how it all happened. Uh. Interesting. But yeah, I want to tie this back to like another question where... Okay. I'll ask you, so actually like, so you form bands uh, in like something, but do you like get to know other local bands or do you have any like other local bands during that period or really look up to oh. and actually like sort of get into the scene in hey, this band okay. actually like oh wow, local bands got potential <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, just, what's uh, the yeah. turning point like, wow. okay. like, like some local band that blew you away at that point okay so like when I was in secondary school when I was in secondary school right like I had a band in my class uh, hmm. but like literally everybody in my class don't play music anymore by the way just putting out there <laughs> like they all like just want to be cool back then uh. So like we auditioned for prom to play to be like the live band for prom. Uh. Oh, okay. Then like that was like like I never played in school before. Mm. So like that audition was like the first time I played in school. And then apparently, like after the whole audition, right, everybody was talking and then they were like like I was with the band, right, and some other people. And then they were saying, like, hey, we're going to skip tonight to watch weekend trip. Oh, okay. Yeah, then I was like, Oh, where is that? Then say, Escape, are you never been there before? I was like, No, never been there before. <laughs> yeah. Then they were like, Hey, you want to follow? Or that time I said, Okay, I can. Uh. Then we went to Escape Weekend Trip. The lineup was Vermilion, Sky and Euphoria, Aaron N, Guamo Band, then A Vacant Affair. Uh-uh. So, right, I watched the first band, Vermilion, right? Mm. I was like, Yo, what the fuck is this? <laughs> fucking good, right? Uh-huh. I was like, the energy, right? Was like, okay, be, prior to that, uh, I went to watch Fall Out Boy in uh, Indoor Stadium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so like, it was quite like, it's cool, uh, it was cool, right? But mm. then like, the energy that the people at the crowd were, had, right? Was exactly the same as like, when we watched Fall Out Boy, you know? Mm. So I was like, wow, fuck. Like, dude, damn cool, right? Like, Singapore mm. got Singapore bands like this. And then, I watched Sky Euphoria, I watched like, or the other bands, right? And then the Vacant Affair came. Then I was okay. like, wow, that's it. Like, that's it. Ah. Yeah. That was like, that was when I knew, right? That like, okay, local music uh-huh. was, is, is this is it. Ah. Mm. That's when I went to soft. Then I <laughs> oh, went to yeah. like, go and like, find out when's the next show, that kind of thing. Nice. Fun fact, right? There was one show, I think there was one day, right? I can't remember who I was with. Ah, but then, we wanted to go to a local show. Mm. And then we saw and saw there was a show at this place called Guest House. Mm-hmm. Guest House. Yeah. It's like very long time ago. Uh. Then like we went all the way there. It's like at Boogie's near the pool, all the pool shop. Mm. Like the, the play pool. Uh. Mm. Then like uh, we went all the way there, right? Then like we see everybody outside the show damn fierce. 
like damn scary. Mm. So like we never go in. <laughs> and we just like, you know, do normal things like go home, I don't know, eat then go home. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Okay, at least you go to gigs. Like, uh, like, I think secondary school days, I don't really, we also don't really like socialize much. Like, yeah, mm. yeah. Because like, I don't really? know, uh, like social media helps a lot now. Uh. Yeah, mm. that's true. Like help you get into the <coughs> community a bit more. <coughs> correct, correct, correct. I think our first exposure to like local music was actually this like, uh, I think it's called Line Magazine. Yeah. Oh. They had this compilation CD. I still have the compilation. Yeah, the like, oh, shit. <laughs> I still have it. Yeah. So that's like the, that's the list of bands that we first like heard. Yeah. Oh, that means Big Affair was on there as well. Big Affair, like Alura. Yeah. Meza Versa. Meza Versa. I'm Chair Critic, then got Four Element also. Oh yeah, Floor Element. Damn uh-huh. cool, yeah. Yeah, quite quite a few like good stuff. Uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's like the I know which one you're talking about. I literally know which one you're talking yeah. about. Astro Ninja also. Yeah, yeah, Ninja. Oh my god, <laughs> Astro Ninjas, yeah. Yeah, like, oh I think that album really I think got us into like wow. Really? really like played that album quite a lot. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. I, I remember buying the albums, yeah. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. buying that that magazine, magazine just, just for that album. Yeah. <laughs> then ripping the songs into oh, iPod. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. I know. I still I think I still have the MP3s at home. Yeah. Shit. Well, that one most memorable part. Because <laughs> yeah. all of the songs actually well, like I wanted to go and get like I don't know if you heard this band called Audio Ocean. Oh yeah. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I wanted to go and like go and make a cover of it, but I cannot find a song anymore. Like my space page <laughs> is still up. But the player just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I so, think MySpace gone, like, like Yeah, so like a lot of the MySpace bands that I used to know, right? I went mm. to find out, uh, find them again, right? Mm. Oh, like, the player cannot play the songs anymore. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, shit. So. Like, wow, I don't hear the song At again. least if can play, right? Then you know, you <coughs> you do the internal song card thing, you... Yeah, like, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Look back and then repeat. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, but like, cannot read this, uh. Cannot find on YouTube, then like, yeah, shit, the, the song just gone. Maybe... <coughs> only got the live version, no? Um, oh yeah, yeah yeah It's not on YouTube also uh. Hey it's audio version on YouTube on YouTube. The 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 recorded one, no way. Eh. <sighs> so that's that's quite sad. But can roughly remember the song uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, so that's that's local music for me, uh. That's how I go into it. Uh. Yeah, nice. <laughs> what the I remember also like for me at least for me one of the biggest like Karakel was really one of the oh yeah Karakel yeah. old Karakel oh, I wouldn't say old Karakel but the original lineup yeah original lineup <laughs> like with Chris or well, never really the first few songs like whole Phoenix EP that one was like oh yeah shit, that's like one of I think very ahead of that time that one Casey's too playing bass right yeah mm. Casey's playing mm. bass <clears throat> okay, let's go YouTube and see like some of the old yeah 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 like, I got the time the time the time I go see the time I go see the older videos if you go find some of the videos on my comment side also like nine years ago. Oh my god, they're old school. And they're old school. And also, actually, why even talk about like local music or like, this is the OG local music? Because mm. I just want to hear from you, like, what do you think of like the the current state of the scene right now? Like, <clears throat> like you think has, has it progressed much or? Because last time, okay, I I remember last time we used to complain, hey, actually, local people don't support local music. Mm. That's like the one number one complaint of every single <laughs> like every time complaint. <laughs> I feel like still the same. <laughs> I feel like still the same. People still complain that oh, local people don't support local music. But then, okay, but we have to admit that social media has helped local music a lot. Mm. Like in the <coughs> current day and age. Because like nowadays, like you want to find local bands like very easy. Mm. But then I didn't even know Soft existed until like somebody told me, you know, like there wasn't an advertisement for Soft. Like, hey, you want to find out anything about local music? And like your... You know, your $200 SX guitars everything, <laughs> hey. Like, you know, like, I didn't know about it until somebody told me. Like, now mm. it's like, you put one, you, if soft was like, still active, uh, just put one sponsor ad, you know already. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? And then like, like, because of like, the complaints that we all had back, like, we all had back then, right? That's how like, the government is like, more 
um, supporting your local music now. So there's a lot of funding stuff. There's a lot of like opportunities. There's mm. like festivals like I don't know maybe it's uh, mm. Ignite, Rock Central, Riff. Um, I'm not missing anything, right? Mm. Yeah. So basically, yeah. all these festivals. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, there's all these festivals that like um, I don't know because okay, so okay to me ah uh, Ignite right is like an amazing thing because you have people who just come out of secondary school go to RP and then like they find out about Ignite right and that's when they go and watch Ignite because it's like you know it's going to be fun because like it's a school activity school mm-hmm. school organized one so like they can tell their parents like oh school, school got a music festival <laughs> you know yeah. and then like they find they see local bands there right? and then they're like shit local music yeah mm. you know what I mean like yeah that's how that's how they get into local music yeah? and then that's the start that's the like the very start mm. Mm. and then there's also like the IT CCAs like the the IT um the AV one, yeah, AV. yeah yeah like the <clears throat> basically the music CCA lah mm. and then there's um Jamers Arena yeah, yeah. Jamers Arena uh, NP's um SCC Song Composing Club yeah yeah and Lasal students basically yeah. <laughs> all the music kids yeah. and then like because of all of this right like it basically it was a shift uh, from back then I then it like problem. led up to <clears throat> more support for the arts mm. and then with more support for the arts came like um, music CCAs and like groups and events festivals and everything and that's mm. how like so like back then when our older like the people we used to look up to they complained oh Singapore never support local music mm. and because of these complaints right it brought us to where we are today We because it makes it easier for us our generation to make certain moves mm. yeah that's how I feel because uh, it isn't perfect at a point at this point of time Mm. But it's definitely better than what it was before. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, actually, yeah. You're right. Like those those festivals really help to build awareness. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. 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 Correct. 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 Quite cool, lah. Like I like I I really like it. I really like what's been going on with that, lah. Mm. You know, honestly. What do you guys think? Mm. Actually, we had like this discussion like maybe a few days ago about like you know the state of like why why people still uh not say don't support local music but why. Someone like maybe they they won't they are, I think they're like okay there's like popular Singaporean artists like maybe J J Lin mm, or <laughs> maybe like some other I can't can't recall <clears throat> them, because he handsome bro no but so yeah but, <laughs> but some of these are they only support them after they reach a certain like popularity true, that true. they gain like overseas so like we're hey, we're postulating actually maybe it's a bit of like a social kind of like a peer pressure kind of thing like yeah hey, if my friends all don't listen to local music so it's not cool lah to like. Is it you? Okay, no, 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 I'm no, talking no, about no. normie friends first. You know, I know, yeah. no, 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 Then they hear they like also oh, Singapore lah. Well, I don't know. Like you know, it never happened before. <laughs> I was just like citing an example lah. My my friend, uh, so one friend that like, always is watch like anime and stuff. Okay. So he went to like Japan trip. So like he's playing some. He wanted to play some music lah. So he wanted to play like some like Japanese anime songs. Oh okay. my other friends like, hey, some never heard before lah. They don't play. Don't play. Uh, don't understand the language. Also, they uh, don't hear this song. Yeah. So so they come across that. Then then my friend rebutted them. Say, hey, you also listen to K-pop what? <laughs> Yeah, so the last thing came for then why you not appreciative of the music? So, this one, so, this so one. Like it's a bit like a so lah. So 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 reported that maybe it's like a peer pressure kind of thing. Maybe, mm. maybe yeah. So mm. like let's say like you <clears throat> with your five group of friends, it's like definitely you at that time lah. You you hear like pop music like what's on radio. That would be like the trendy one lah. Mm-hmm. So if they keep playing the same stuff on radio, everyone influenced. Then your friends influence you. Naturally, everyone will like only be exposed to that one. True. 
true. Actually, that's very true. Um, so if you kind of like listen to the local music, you're kind of like you're the guy who like like walk a different path. <laughs> yeah, the oh, you're the hipster lah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> basically the hipster lah. Yeah, yeah the hipster or the weird guy. Like, don't but look. speaking of that, right? Mm. Like you know, back then, like we used to listen to radio to find music and stuff, right? Mm. And then Lush came in, mm, uh-huh. and then Lush started playing local music. Mm. That was that was awesome, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was damn awesome. Like it mm. was damn good that they did that. Like they had like and literally, I think they had like a an hour per day kind of thing where they uh. played only local music. Yeah. Then they shut down. Uh. Do you even remember the time where Channel Five actually had Life and Loaded? Life and Loaded. Life and Loaded. Oh, I still and Loaded. remember. Oh yeah. That's like that's the ultimate. I think that's that's peak that's local. A, music. That was the peak. Peak and local music. Life music and <laughs> like wow, life and like wow. That what was like our our like. Our generation hundred bands yeah, to me, uh-huh. like cause like everybody like they needed a lot of bands to play. Mm. So like anybody you know right at that point of time uh, was going to play live and loaded already. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the already playing the skip that kind yeah, of yeah yeah really that, that generation there. right yeah. that like that that like that level uh, mm. all the bands already starting playing skip started playing skip already uh, all Channel Five had to do uh, was to just look out for all these this, these posters yeah. just take all the bands like swan <laughs> and I still remember when the Vacant Affair played right? yeah, yeah, and oh, then yeah, they played the crowd, <laughs> crowd insane, sir. they played Crash Fallen then credits roll already <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember the, the host art was like saying the guy's name wrong I think he keeps saying Matt's name or the, the guitarist he keep confusing the name oh shit yeah. I didn't know that I can't remember yeah. that <laughs> but, but uh, really there was like wow that was peak uh, that was yeah. peak local music sir on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Actually, come on, I don't, I don't remember like local bands being on TV anymore after that. Hmm. Okay, I mean, they are fifty three national day. Uh, that's all I can think of. Uh, electrical huh? national day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, electrical. Yeah, electrical. Yeah, I think I think now also like the shift is away from like band music already. Like you always got like singers, <laughs> like solo singers, every year. <clears throat> I think okay. I feel like like in a few years. Guitar music will die. Mm. I think, I I would say it's, it it won't die fully. It's a cycle, lor. Yeah, it's a cycle, lah. Maybe it'll come back in twenty years. I mean oh, now, <laughs> just jump topic a bit, like yeah, yeah. Like Eddie Van Halen just passed away. That's like yeah. a very it's, significant thing, ah. It's very significant because mm. EVH is like you know the guitar, the pedal, mm. like is significant, yeah. But then yeah, you notice the the people that were sad about his death were mm. all older than us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like in at some point, right? Um <clears throat> man, at some point, right, Misha Mansu is gonna pass away, right? And we're all gonna be <laughs> fucking sad about it. I think if Misha Mansu passed away, we probably also like halfway there already. Or like three quarters away. <laughs> yeah, okay, true, true, true. It's not that far off from us. Uh. He's yeah. like holy. Probably at thirty ish. Oh shit, he's 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 yeah, he's not that far off. Oh <laughs> shit, I think I think I will die before Misha Mansu so. <laughs> Yeah, but I think you're not wrong to say like guitar music will die. Because really, like, at the time we also, before the podcast started, we were also discussing like, mm. what can you do with guitar? Sometimes you reach a, a limit, like <clears throat> the guitar level of innovation on of guitar playing, it doesn't innovate further, you really reach that limit. It just sounds that way only. And you can't really write things outside how it sounds. And it, it kind of limited of how the guitar sounds. Uh. Uh. So like at least you have bands like Polyphia, actually they really help yes. to push how, push the boundaries of how guitar can really sound and how can it, play a role in that music nowadays. Mm. So I think Polyphas still can help to bring some of these guitar elements back. Make it I, like relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I wanted to say right, that um, I think Polyphia stretched guitar music to its potential already. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <clears throat> the immersion 
of guitar music into like pop electronic mainstream acts mm. like Polifia can play um like We The Fest right mm. and people are still gonna rock out to it you know but like how far mm. can we go like our like our progressive metal and gen music right like <clears throat> at some point right people are already saying that it's stupid <laughs> you know okay. in my mind it's like dude like this literally has more talent then I don't know ah like ah yeah can you get angry you know kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no but then like I feel right like progressive metal and mm. gentle music right it's literally like wow like that's the best like we can do already eh. mm-hmm. like really we can go further than that right but then like how much like who okay like let's just let's just put mm-hmm. it out there like who do you think is better than Jason Richardson could you name a few people you could you probably mm-hmm. could right then who do you think is better than all of that? Like, who is the best in this game right now? Is it in terms of technicality? Technical, uh, maybe like, okay, different, different things lah. Ah, like, uh, okay. Uh, like, Tosin Abasi or this. Yeah, Tosin Abasi. Like, his, his, his technique is very mm. um different. Mm. Yeah. Honestly, other than that, not a lot lah. Who, who do you think, like, do you think like there'll be anybody like, who's probably 15 right now, right? There'll be better than any of them. Hmm. Is I don't know like, like we don't have to think now lah. But Sun I ha feel Jong. okay. <laughs> I just feel like it's like very hard to say now ah. Right. But also like can I say like guitar music, in terms of like being in the mainstream music. Yeah. Like for for a very long time, let's say for the past few years, like it's quite rare to hear guitar actually in any like top hundred songs or something mm. like that. Mm. Maybe it's like some guitar loop that they just like paste inside or something. Maroon Five ah. <laughs> Maroon 5 ah, like Actually, they, still, they still got guitar, guitar have but then like it's like the, the very background. they record the four bars right then they copy it, then they like loop, 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 loop. they buy the yeah, guitar loop it. sample pen and just yes yeah. can also <laughs> like 5 seconds of summer is also they also not, um, not going towards <clears throat> any guitar stuff really I would say like like a cycle thing or like now recently I've been listening to a lot of like, the machine machine gun caddy stuff oh yeah yeah that's yeah. definitely so like that one's like picking up quite a lot of attention also and it's like quite a band-driven kind of oh, album. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. So I think maybe hmm. the cycle is coming back. Maybe. <laughs> we see like pop pop rock and pop punk we will see dominating with, the radio. We will again. see with Bajinga Kelly mm. and the moment Helzy finally makes a metalcore album, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, steady, we are good to go. Yeah, the guitar, then guitar music will come back again. Yeah, then guitar music will come back. I mean, technically, you see like the, what was that? The game, uh? Doom, the... Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal? Hmm. That one is a whole metalcore album, yeah. yeah the that one is like right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole Chuck. metalcore album there, yeah. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it's like I don't know where the state of like guitar music is gonna be in the next few years, but like I'm just prepping for change, uh, To be honest, God, I see anticipating. <laughs> I'm anticipating the change, uh, Like honestly, mm. yeah. yeah. But I think we we'll still like be here to stay for at least for like the very uh heavy kind of music. Definitely, still use guitar. Yeah, yeah. Like Alpha Wolf, all those they they kind of like still. Mm. It's kind of pushing the boundaries of how like guitar music can somewhat sound. Yeah, you know, like put like weird like whammy effects and kind of thing. It, mm-hmm. it kind of like reti- revitalize like, like true, how, true, how true, guitar true. can like, mm. can, like play. cool orange that kind like oh, yeah, super yeah, 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 yeah. unique sounding. But yeah, still a very niche orange. audience la, Like only a on very few people like, going to listen to kind of stuff. Yeah. When, I, when I say few, as in relative to like pop or like pop punk. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. That, that's what I was thinking. Like. I was thinking of like mainstream pop mm. music. Mm. Like the Billboard charts kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because ultimately also like when we say or 
we want the local music scene to really grow. Uh. We want it to grow to that level where people, you know, like the Japanese market, they really support their own. Like, yes. And the, the genre's all like, it's fucking weird. Right? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> like <laughs> Japan is fucking amazing. Hey, wait, am I, am I allowed to curse in the podcast? Can I, can. Can I, okay. Yeah, do you not but, curse in your one? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. Can curse, uh, we, not like we're going to get sponsored or anything. I mean, uh, if you're going to monetize your video on YouTube, then probably not. Uh. Oh, oh, we can't monetize it also. Okay. Three thousand. So, <laughs> not just can any. Okay, yeah, that's oh, just shit. 1,000 subs like, today. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Seriously? Yeah. You all hit 1,000 yeah. subs today? 1,000, yeah, 1,000. Oh, dude, that's damn sure. That's con- to, hey, congratulations. To almost 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, but still like achievement. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Wow, I Japan. Yeah, yeah Japan's um, <clears throat> music scene, right? It's very supportive. Malaysia also same. Oh, is it Malaysia? Okay. Malaysia also. Like, they they can survive on their own, yeah. But if they... As in Malaysia, but as in the Malay... Uh, Malay bands, or not? I feel like... um Like, SOG is doing pretty well okay. on their own. Uh, Patriots. Patriots is doing pretty well on okay. their own. Like, they're kind of level, uh, I guess. Mm. Other than that, like... Okay, like, uh, my comparison of doing well, right, is like... You play in a metal band, uh, and that's your career. Mm-hmm. Full time, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's your full time job. Like your full time, like like if I say Terry's my full time job, people slap my face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, so that's my level of success. Ah. like mm. if you can make money to like you know put food on the table, rent like your own space, that kind of thing, then I think you mm. made it in Singapore. Mm. Yeah, and I don't think anybody of Adrana's doing that. From what? Hmm. Do, do they have full-time jobs? Uh? I know Not Vijesh more. plays drums. Uh. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean sorry, 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 sorry. I mean, Vijesh uh, teaches drums. Teaches drums. Um, Rashid has like freelance stuff. The art um, stuff, right? He, no, 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 that's Arif, I think. Oh, Arif, yeah, Arif. Arif. Yeah, and Rashid does like freelance work. Okay. Um, other than that, I don't know what else they're doing. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> I think, yeah, this rumor is probably like the... the most <coughs> successful, one of the most successful. <coughs> correct, correct. Like non mainstream act in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. And also, it kind of ties into the question of like, what do you think is lacking in bands that, or what what thing is lacking in what they're doing that doesn't propel them further to reach that kind of level of status? Um. Okay. So like, I I think I talked about this in one of my one my episodes. Huh? Uh-huh. I can't remember, but I feel like it's like <laughs> sorry to say, yeah. Uh, but I think it's quite Bupian at this point of time. Bupian, okay. Because, right, our population is very small. Mm. And, like, local music is still viewed as, like, um, like we were talking just now, la, if mm. you listen, if you're in secondary school, listen to local music, uh, you like, damn weird. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? You're not listening, oh, hey, oh, you're not listening to Blackpink, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I think it's still going to take a very long time until... Mm we can we as like um <clears throat> i feel like um okay like for you guys right you do production work for local music right and like that means you are contributing to local music in your own way so like all of us like who are contributing to local music uh, the moment we can do something big right like really damn big like we can do our own version of babies that kind of thing every year and that's like our full-time job that kind of thing and like like basically, yeah, it's very sad lah, but then I think it's very possible. But the moment we can start making big moves, right? Mm. And we have the support, ah, then can. Mm. Like ven- mm. <laughs> wow, in- venues in Singapore, right? Like they oh, have yeah. a lifespan of only three years, yeah. Is that the least term of it? 
<laughs> no, it's not even the least. It's just like I don't know any other venue that can. Don't talk about substation. Don't talk about Aliwal. Mm. But then, like underground venues. I mean, independently owned. Yeah, independently owned venues, right? Mm. Like literally three years. Yeah, like I don't. I've never heard of any other venue that's lasted more than three years. Okay, Lit House. Yes, correct. Mm. But then it's very small scale. If you're talking about mid size or small mid mid high, that kind of thing. Mm. Like wow, not a lot. Eh. Cause okay, what what's your take on that? Why 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 you think it doesn't. They can't survive. Controversial, lah. Can't say. Can't say. Yeah, but um, the rules, ah, uh, mm. the rules, like legally, legal rules, ah, uh, mm. mm. yeah. A lot of red tape, like if I'm mm. a circuit. lot of red tape. There's a lot of like um. I think it's very expensive mm. to start a venue. Even if you do have the money, there's a lot of um. There's a lot of things to think about space. Mm. Whether your space can make loud music until mm. a certain time, whether will anybody your neighbors will complain or not, mm. like there's so many things to think about. Right. Yeah. And like, um, as much as anybody wants to, I feel ah uh, like if anybody wants to open a venue, right, like go do it uh, but please uh, just be careful uh, mm. and have a backup plan. <laughs> That's me ah. Mm. Uh, that's I feel ah uh, like because because uh. right now in Singapore right right now at this point of time as mm. in right now. Um, October 2020 yeah. mm. Like We don't have a lot of music venues mm. We Have A few that Are technically not legal Also Actually Most of it Is it's not legal <laughs> I mean the, the ones that are hosting like Underground shows ah. Yeah 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 It's exactly. like mostly Technically not It's technically allowed not allowed to But then like You get like a one-off license to do it yeah. So the licenses that we do for shows right mm. It's technically like a one-off thing mm. Yeah so it's fine Hmm I see, okay. But, yeah, it's a very sensitive topic. Yeah. <laughs> so, sometimes you, you work for the guy, actually, can, you, can, you can disclose a bit more on like, like some of the issues that you're faced. I don't think I'm allowed to. Uh, oh, okay. Then, then. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> sorry about that. But, yeah. Actually, like, before we even wanted to start, like, before we got this place, uh, we've also mm. been thinking, hey, we want to start a venue for like, the longest yeah. time. Yeah. So, but, our original mm. intention was to make a venue space, like a space actually, like, big enough to do gigs and to do production. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then we had to do all the research, like, really a lot, very, very tricky, uh, like. yeah, yeah. Then we saw Ebenezer kind of close down and it was scary. Cannot. No, like, there's so many things, uh, ah. Yeah. Like, wow. So, like, uh, I also asked a few people, uh, like, the, like, how to make a venue commercially viable. And like, a lot of overseas places that venues don't operate mainly as a venue only. Hmm. They operate like, a, maybe like a bar, bus venue. Correct. I think also Chris also told me that. So, like, I don't know y'all got we y'all had some plans right but I don't know what happened there. Uh no lah I mean COVID happened lah. So yeah COVID happened lah. But COVID so happened. <laughs> yeah so the economies of hosting operating just a venue only is like very hard. Yeah it is it is it is. is. No but like okay let's say for like both of you right if mm. you were to ever open a venue you could you could double up as like a live room or so mm. and like you could double up as so many things like a broadcast studio or whatever you know mm. like you could do so many things lah but then like. <sighs> How you were to attain a license as a mm. performance space, that's a different story altogether already. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because of all the oh, fire... Fire, there's the like the whole... Stuff. Yeah, fire... Yeah, the kind of thing. Safety, la. yeah. All the safety stuff, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Same. But. Actually, that, that problem is not like unique to Singapore. Actually, everywhere else. Mm. Also, somewhat have a... Okay, depending on the, the how strictly the government mm. enforces it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of uh, course. Yeah, a lot of places do face the same yeah. issues. Yeah. Uh. But other than that, like, I just feel like that's what makes Singapore special. Like, mm-hmm. we are all struggling 
but we make it work in the anyway. Yeah. We're all trying, uh, as in we, everybody is literally trying their best right, yeah. to do things, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Which is also on, like, we want to talk about like how your involvement with Disrupt, uh, Disrupt Co. Mm. Yes. Like, <clears throat> it's quite interesting that actually, uh, maybe you can just give a quick rundown of, like what Disrupt Co is. So we mm. are basically like a collective, Disrupt Collective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, um, so what Disrupt does is that we work uh, we work together and we bring in, we are promoters for overseas, for international bands to come to Singapore and play shows. Uh. Like we help to plan out the tours. We bring them to Singapore, you know, promote their show, get people mm. to come and they have a good time. We have a good time, you know, that kind of thing. So that's basically mainly what we do. But of course that we have other, um, we have other plans in mind, you know, we are not just like a, like a booking agent, we mm. are definitely going to look into other things as well. Um, And <clears throat> so basically, like, this shop collective, right, is like, we have third eye shows under mm. our wing where we do local shows. Mm. We organize local shows. Yeah. And then this shop is like, we organize international uh, bands, in shows for international bands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's what we do. La. There's a lot of other things that we have in mind that we haven't actually done. Mm. We were supposed to do. And then... The whole world went to shit. Also. <laughs> the whole world went to shit in like March. Uh. Mm, right, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much like the, basically what we do. La. Yeah, because the reason I was thinking that is because like it's largely bringing in bands and stuff, but can the same sort of like principles apply to like uh, Singaporean bands actually going over to tour? Mm, yeah, why not? I mean, yeah. I mean, mm, how we work, right? It's essentially how all the other promoters in the other countries work also. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like... Like if a Singaporean band, okay, like a local band wants to go and try to expand their reach, not just in Singapore, but to like start playing shows in the, like the region, in yeah. Indonesia and stuff, how do, they, mm. how do they get started doing it? Like, Oh, um, you could reach out to somebody who has done it before. Mm. Then they help you plan the kind of thing. They teach you how to plan the kind of thing. But essentially, it's basically like <clears throat> contacting the right people. Mm. Contacting the promoters of Indonesia, the kind of thing. Uh, Malaysia... And then you tell them uh, that you're planning to do a tour like from this day to this day. Could you fit us in for a show? Okay. And then the promoter will be like, okay, I can, I can organize a show for you. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah. in the case for Disrupt, like, when you're bringing a, let's say, international band, do they <clears throat> approach you guys or you approach them? No, we approach them. <laughs> we so, approach them for Ufa. <laughs> so, most um, of it is your approach them, Yes, mostly. Mostly, I, not, okay, um... Okay, I mean, this is probably confidential, lah, like mm. how we run things, right? But mm. then essentially, it's like we just send them an email. Mm. Like, hey, would you like to do a Southeast Asia tour? Mm. Yeah, and then, yeah, <laughs> we do it, lah. we do it for them. Lah. All right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because like, a lot of people also wonder why, lah, how, wonder how to actually get into tour. Like, let's say you are some band from Singapore, you approach like an Indonesian organizer, then what are the chances that they will pick you up and do a tour for you? Like, that kind um, of thing. Like, I say it's like any random band. numbers ah. So it's like quite, I can say the numbers is like a major factor in. Yeah. When so, when when we get like sometimes like when we get offered like a band a band right, mm. we look at whether they will do well in Singapore that kind of thing, mm. and then we will judge based on it lah. Like sometimes we just do it anyway because like. Are we, fans yeah, we we are fans <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> we just like, eh, hey, never mind. I just do it. Yeah, do it. Do it. Okay lah. Yeah, that kind of thing ah. But yeah, so maybe okay. <clears throat> I think for a different thing is that the the truth is like when you release your music right, locally it will eventually reach overseas 
Like not not far, not like you know Japan, Russia, that kind of thing lah. Mm. But then like you know Indonesia, and Malaysia might listen to it. Mm. And if you post on like you know those like uh, posts are called Asia groups on like uh-huh. on Facebook, that kind of thing, right? Then like hope that somebody checks it out, that kind of thing, and they like you. Then like they remember you, that kind of thing, right? And then you can start, you can start that, you can start it lah. You can start playing your shows ah, start mm. playing your tours and everything ah. Yeah, that's like I don't know. That's a very old school thing for me ah. That's how. Mm. That's what I do. So yeah. like If my band is about to read something I'll go and like Post it in all the groups <laughs> Post it yeah. in all like The Facebook groups That kind of thing mm. Hey we are a band from Singapore Check us out That kind of thing And I hope that like Somebody actually like the, like See the, the, see the thumbnail Of the music video Then they're like Wow this sounds like Quite cool you Press play right mm. Then like The first 10 seconds The song already captured them Yeah And like Wow you win already Yeah I mean Doesn't hurt right? Just to post something copy Yeah page. I mean It like Okay Speaking of that right <laughs> I think right The main thing right Is to be super shameless. Mm. I think that is the secret to everything. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you can't really, you can't really like just expect your music to like <clears throat> you post it then you just sit back and then like, oh man, this is like good shit. Um, we're gonna get famous. <laughs> like, you can't yeah. just expect like people to find your music without putting any effort <laughs> to actually like push it out. Yeah, yeah, As in like it will happen eventually, lah. But then like mm. you need to put in the effort to like you know go and market your music and all that, lah. Mm. Yeah, but it's still a very Tough process for sure. Mm, yeah, because awesome. like like you post in a group of like thousand people, right? Maybe only ten people. Yeah. Will click on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very hard to say. Yeah, but it's, it's just ten more than before. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Progress. And like, like, that, that's the kind of mentality that like everyone needs to have. Uh. everyone just mm. needs to be shame. You need to be shameless uh, sometimes, mm. especially for underground music. Maybe for mainstream, if you like, you have like the right distributor. They mm. do your job for you. They put they put your music on like you know New Music Friday, Singapore, Asia, Malaysia, Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, the kind of thing. Yeah. And like that that does the job. Like fast track. Yeah. yeah, but then like you know for like underground music, uh, wow, tough bro. Yeah. You put in the work. Yeah, you put in the work. You need to pay to be on like we are triumphant like <laughs> yeah. the playlist and kind of thing. You know. Yeah. <laughs> actually, like since like this one also like work with kind of a few international bands. Yeah. Actually, do you all, like see the difference between their work ethic and like these bands versus like Singapore? How, how do they? How differently do they treat their music or how like they do the marketing everything? Yeah. How how how's <laughs> I don't know how drastic is that or like some good work ethics like you want to <clears throat> like think and like local bands can actually learn from. Okay. Um. <laughs> I feel right that some of the bands that come to Singapore, right? I mean, they're probably tired mm. and everything, right? But I feel like Singapore bands are more serious about the shows they play than all these other bands. But maybe it's because they do it so much. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, at that point of time when I first saw it, like, my mind was like, "Wow, actually, we we take this shit seriously, yeah." Uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> But like these people don't. But then I never thought. I never thought about it. Like, oh, maybe they're tired. Mm. They like they haven't go home in like two months. That kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So um. <clears throat> But apart from that, a lot of the bands that I've met, right, the marketing is done by the label. Mm. The label does the work for them. So, like when I spoke to Alpha Wolf, right, honestly, I really think that they are damn hardworking. Mm-hmm. They write a lot of it on their own. They pretty much like all their marketing material, all like they do on they do themselves, yeah. Mm. And like Sabian does all the design stuff, mm. you know. So I think if you are a local band. And you can spend lesser money to do certain things, right? Then by all means do it. So in your band, you must have one guy that can fix guitar, mm. must have one guy that can design, mm. must have one guy that can do pre-production, right? You are good to go, really. Mm. <laughs> you yeah. are good to go, bro. <laughs> like so, like, you need to have roles in the band, like yeah, I need to, to have roles. Um, that's what that's what I devotion did. Like mm. we all, no, we actually I did everything. <laughs> no, 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 not really, lah. But um, I didn't do design. We mm. always like like okay, my my screamer. Mm. He plans all the logistic stuff. 
So he does the booking for rehearsals. He mm. does like the tour planning. He books all the hotels. He books everything. Oh, like all yeah. the money, yeah, mm. uh, all his he handle and. Oh, then like for me, yeah, uh, it's like I write, I do pre-production, I put in all the bass drops. <laughs> <laughs> then you know that, that that's basically my job, uh. Like I I don't mm. know like. I am very simple. I just put all the river symbol or the bass drop. <laughs> no thing so much. Um, and then like Nazri does all like the, um, he sources out for designers. He plans out how the outlook of the band is supposed to be. Mm. And like I just like I but then I quite yeah I I micromanage her. Uh. Mm-hmm. I admit I admit I do her. Uh, and sometimes I was just like hey how's everything. And like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Hey, change out. <laughs> yeah. But, and then like, for submissions, like, you know, Gary, Gary does all the admin stuff. Then, uh-huh. I do all the, obviously, again, I do all the pre-production stuff. And then, Zul does all the, like, the logistics. Like, he handles the money and everything, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Then, then for Terry, Bruce does everything. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean no kidding but yeah okay, so I think mm. I think sorry sorry uh-huh. I think so each band you need to have certain roles uh, because you can't just be playing music because like there's so much more to being a band mm. there's so much more that oh, is yeah, yeah. important in being a band uh. so I think that's something that people need to remember mm. yeah, I just wanted to ask like yeah like you run a point of like the labels doing all the work for some of these like some of the bands uh. you know, if the people if the band doesn't have those kind of roles do you think the labels really still have a part to play in like this day and age you know? like actually bringing mm. their music forward and stuff actually right now like, you know, everything can you can sort of DIY but without that kind of like experience or like leadership uh, yeah 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 you really can just go I think labels are still important because they have the money <laughs> they uh-huh. hold all the money to doing everything and then they just cut from your um, royalties uh. mm-hmm. and then like the labels have all the contacts. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, I'm pretty sure not a lot of people know this because I didn't know this. But when you see the big bands like, you know, play the festivals and everything, right? It's actually the label get a show for them. Mm, yeah. And like, um, I might be wrong, I might be wrong. But like, let's say this label has like 20 bands. Mm. Okay. And then uh, there's a big festival coming up. I'm talking about like, you know, Resurrection download. Fest, Download oh. Fest, that kind of thing. There's a big fest coming up. And the reservation fest will tell label like, "Yo, we got slots for eight bands." Mm. So then the label will pick up uh, eight of the bands to go and play, and then they will set all the band fees and all the um all the everything uh, like mm. all the money and everything they will handle. And then like maybe another label has another has a slot for another eight bands. They kind of thing. Mm, okay. So like, <clears throat> it's very rare that um if you are an independent band. Mm-hmm. you will get offered to... Like, play a big festival. To play a big festival. Uh. Like, the organizers contact you straight, that kind of thing. Yeah, right. it's very rare. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it's very rare only because, like, this is what I heard about mm-hmm. bands doing this. Uh. But it's still possible. You know, if you're a band, there's, you know, you got, like, 2 million plays mm. within 10 days, that kind of thing, right? Mm. And you email a festival, like, hey, can we play your fest? Confirm, they're like, oh, yeah, of course, sure, come. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah. So, um, depends. Uh, it really depends uh, to me. Yeah. I guess like, this kind of big festivals that they approach labels also because like, labels have like, kind of like a track record. Yeah, they have a good track record. Uh. Mm. So like, if they, they, if like, they have a certain band that's under this label, right? Mm. Confirm they know like, okay, let's be honest here. Uh, like, if let's say like, if let's say like, any band you know, uh, mm. then like, I'll say, okay, I tell you, 
uh, hey Jill, can you listen? Can you go check out this band? Mm. Then you be like, okay, but then like, you won't check it out yet, until I tell you they are on Shaton. Okay. <laughs> then you confirm like, oh really? You know, I mean, I'm not saying like you confirm go do that lah, mm. but like people just take you more seriously if you're on a label. Kind of yeah, like mm. yeah lor. I mean, also in the sense like like the festivals will know like that these labels. <clears throat> Have a process and like they can do the do the like they can send the best down and with like confidence and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, correct, 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 correct. I mean, imagine they just approach like an independent band and like they might have like troubles. Yeah, correct, 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 correct. Yeah, so yeah, lor. Yeah, so uh, moral story is if um if you okay, but it also depends ah. Uh, like I mean, I will not I will not give you the, like who went through this before. Mm. But then I can safely say that some artists or bands I know. That you have ever been under a label, right? Mm. They don't like it because mm. the label will control what music comes out from you. That kind of thing, mm. and like I'm not gonna say who lah. It's not local also. Mm. So um, sometimes being on label is hard also lah. Mm. It's tough also. I guess you need to find the balance, oh. You find a balance, ah. If like, like you know when they when the label first give you the contract, then like you just say ah, you just say like um, so our music are you gonna you know change it or anything? They might say like no no no, we can let you do whatever you want. Let's say like mm. six months later, right? You write maybe three singles, ah. You show them, then they say like um, this is kind of not the song we we're going for. Could you write something like this? And then mm. wow, you you did it. You're, <laughs> you're yes, fucked. Yes. Yeah, actually quite quite interesting. Actually, yeah. like uh. This morning I was just listening to this podcast about uh, I don't even know this YouTube channel called The Future. No. It's about like creatives and so they teach a lot about the business of being in the creative industry. Mm, okay. Yeah, so they're talking about like this guy, he's 24 years old. He's like basically in the business of financing films. Yeah, okay. so he's citing example. Uh, actually, once he learned about the whole pipeline and everything, he cited example that he was working on a film. He realized that actually the people that were financing the film, right, already sold the film before the film was even like shot already. Because like we say like big label lah. Uh, they really have the repertoire of like getting all the contacts and getting people into the, the bands. Lah. So for the film industry, is like the company that's financing the film already have contacts with all the like, sort of A-list or B-list actors. So once they already got like concept out, right, they can sell the film to distributors before the film is already being sold. So can you imagine like maybe they already sold it like for $3 million. So they pass $1 million for the people to go actually make the film. So before the film already come out, right, the really, company already made a profit of $2 million already. So it's like coming from that angle. Lah. So I think for bands, in general, you sort of think of music as like a business as well. Lah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you need to see how it how <coughs> benefits. Definitely the monetary benefits for the labels, they'll, they'll come about first. Lah. How can your band benefit the label from a monetary aspect first? If you are a popular band, of course, then you can benefit yeah, them course, more and yeah. if you do the work, then yeah. Lah. So it's, it's kind of like very mutual kind of a very mutual thing also like if your band can really pull in the crowd with your kind of weird music then I guess the label's gonna be okay with it yeah it's all about numbers uh. it's all a numbers game uh, at the end so mm. Mm. how to say uh. <laughs> yeah I mean also as a band like you yourself need to know what you want to achieve with your music you know True, 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 yeah. So if you do it just for like, for fun, for like passion, then okay, I don't yeah, have to do like the business. Yeah, by all means, let's go ahead. I don't you know? just do it. Then <coughs> you want to put on Spotify, <coughs> you want market or don't market, then your, your, your problem. <laughs> yeah, honestly, right? Like, dude, if you are playing music for fun, mm. like you have a day job and then like music is literally just like a release for you, right? Mm. Go, you go all out with that. Like, yeah. I will support any band who is like that, sir, because like, Honestly, right, like, I'm not saying that the bands who do this for money are sellouts or anything, right? But, mm. like, the bands that, as in, you know, support all music, right? Mm. But um, the bands that do this on the side, right, they have, like, a normal day job and everything, and everything. Uh, I feel like they would generate more organic material. Mm. <clears throat> okay, yeah. Yeah, because, right, mm. like, the people that 
need to make music to make money, right? Like the music will be structured to a way in a way that you make money, lah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, lah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the people with day job one, they have like the the freedom to go. And yeah, they can do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I I can I can like not have a day job. I can write like a thirty minute improv electronic piece and put it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. You know, and like and like I don't care whether like like after three years it's still less than one thousand dollars on Spotify. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like yeah, lah, fuck it, lah, because like like. I like doing that, you know. I don't know, mm. like I'm, I'm just to be honest, like for me, right? I'm really in the middle of all of that mm. because if you ask me, I like I would love to make music a career. Like all I want to do is just write music every day and that kind of thing, right? And like put out bangers after bangers, ah. Uh. Mm. Like I would, if you ask me to do that, uh, I would totally do it, uh. But like I know it's not possible in Singapore. If let's mm. say I went to maybe some other country, right? Maybe mm. I can, you know. Yeah. Like. Australia like, or Yeah Australia or something You know the you know the Singaporean guy That played in the first Line of dealer Yeah He's Singaporean no Yeah <laughs> Yeah But then with like Globalisation really like Even with internet also You can technically Sell your music everywhere So Like we're not limited To the Singapore Singapore audience only la. So <laughs> Correct So like So like the big question is What's how going do we, Yeah How do we Actually reach out To oh, the global market And out? actually make like An impact <clears throat> Need be special lah. Yeah. Need be special lah. I think like you need to do something that I don't know. I feel like I and I personally have not found the best way to do it because mm. if I did find the best way to do it, my band fucking big already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, same But la. like um, you know, okay, you know, in pop music now, right? Mm. Like the game plan is to make music that can be used in TikTok. Mm. Okay. <laughs> like literally okay. danceable songs for TikTok. Mm. So that's like. That's like the game plan for pop music music now. And like, because like your song will go viral on TikTok and people are going to start listening to your song. Mm. And that's like the game plan now. So for underground music, right? The biggest band in Singapore, right? Will be the one that does something that no other band in the world has done. Mm. Which is, then everybody's going to be like, Yo, check out this band that did this thing that no one Mm. has ever done before. Where are they Mm. from? Singapore. Oh shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I haven't found that either lah. Yeah. I mean, if, that, that's as good as like striking Toto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's very tough. I don't know. I like, sorry if I'm like, you know, my, like my music, um, the ideal, like my ideology is very cynical or something, right? But then mm-hmm. like, it's like, I just feel like we have so much potential in Singapore. Like literally like, like so many people, right, can write, can put out material way better than a lot of other overseas bands who are already out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, for example, right, if you ask me, right, I think Resurrect uh, is better than a lot of other bands out there. To be honest, uh, <laughs> if I'm being honest here, like, I really feel uh, that, like, Resurrect, right, you guys are, like, literally on par with, like, Monuments, that kind of thing. Oh, Maybe production standard is not down there yet, that kind mm. of thing. And, like, you know, like, there is, like, not, like, there's so much more you can do, right? But, mm. like, the potential is there, yeah. And then, like, you see all those other, like, mainstream bands in Singapore that are not, that are not breaking the roof yet, right? Like, why? Because, I don't know, like, I just feel like all these bands are literally mm. got so much potential, right? But they're just not making it internationally. I think, to give the other side of the coin, like, I would say, I, like, we still haven't found, like, the sound that is, like, unique yet. Yeah. Like, a lot of time we're still, like, referencing other songs. So, it's like, I wouldn't say, like, our stuff is, like, unique at all also. So, like, last time we always have a conversation, like, a lot of local music is, like, watered-down version of, like, yeah. foreign bands. So, yeah. I would say, like, Reservate is still that at a stage. Like, we, we really don't have that that unique 
band or that sound that is like, well, only this band can do it. Mm-hmm. Like, they have a other foreign counterpart that is like, sounds similar. So you always get compared to like, foreign bands. Like, oh, this band sounds like, Memphis Mayfire. Local Memphis Mayfire. A lo- local <laughs> Woe Is Me. That kind of thing. So you have a, have a band that is like, like a USA like version of Worm Rock, that kind of thing. Or like a ah. European Worm Rock. Like, they have the adjective that is used to like, Describe other bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is it hard to reach that point where you can like have like true inspiration to like write truly original music? Uh? Yeah, it's true. And uh. to actually it's, push it out. It's very, I don't know, uh, like it's a very tough like conversation to have because mm. like, like I swear, like every time I have this conversation with like other musicians, right? Mm. Sometimes I just want to like go home, put my Helix up on Carousel or something. No? <laughs> but, <laughs> then, but then again, like there are a lot of like mid-level bands in US who are just like watered down version of like their yeah. own counterpart but they can do they can make a living from playing music full time exactly that's the thing yeah. so, so it's like, also a case where Singapore just doesn't have the market and like the whole industry to like support this yeah. like low mid-level bands yet also because of population la. population and like the whole like touring thing yeah that just doesn't work out the economics doesn't work mm-hmm. yeah actually you look at it the common denominator is Singapore la, as in like if you compare like even Sweden has a population size of like maybe about Singapore size uh, mm. Sweden. Oh, really? yeah yeah then they can produce bands like Meshuga and like um, Abba like, all of those and you say they maybe have like 6 million people only eh. yeah. so you can't say that eh, the population mm. size doesn't it's, uh, a, it's the same argument with like the World Cup thing uh, like how come Finland can reach eh, is it Finland Iceland uh? Iceland can reach World Cup finals uh? Uh, World Cup the actual World Cup and like Singapore <laughs> Singapore cannot uh? I mean, that was a different story thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not fully on like lo- on the population mm. things. So local, local local musicians will always fight with local footballers. I don't understand. <laughs> like like we all going through the same problems, bro. Not enough recognition in Singapore. <laughs> Why are we fighting? <laughs> but yeah, la, I mean, I get, I really get what you guys are trying to say to be honest. Mm-hmm. But you have a point though. I, I, I so I don't know, but I think uh, it's also the local support very important. Yeah, it must start as in the the, the initial part. Of all people secure. I think it starts locally first, lah. As in they build the like the foundation of their, their fan base locally first, lah. Mm. But you really do have that strong local fan base, lah. Then it's very hard to get that that next push to the next bound, lah. That's why Australia is is quite a unique. Like all metalcore bands come from Australia. I suppose like in Australia, like the people really do or they have a strong metalcore scene or what. So they first like, reach help them build that foundation <coughs> first, then. Then suddenly you can, can propel to like overseas like a parkway drive, Alpha Wolf. Suddenly you get that. But there are, the I, I think like got a lot of other factors also. Like say Sweden. Sweden got minimum wage or not? Sweden, I think. They got like some welfare thing. Yeah, right? I think they have. So you got welfare, like some sort of welfare thing. Like. So if like like a population of people, they can know that they can like make a living like doing art and focus mm. 100% and still survive that kind of thing. Then they, I work 11. Huh? Like, Play music, right? Yeah. But it works on heaven. They kind of thing. Yeah. So <laughs> if they have that kind of like safety net in place for them, they will feel less pressured to like just find a job and then just make a career. Like right now, I think Singapore, a lot of cases is like bands come and go because people eventually after NS need to like find a job. <laughs> then the passion thing cannot put food on the table. Ah. <laughs> uh... I don't know. Let's uh... <laughs> say, say I, okay, I really don't go there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say like let's say the government pay like some amount like some basic income thing but all the politics yeah yeah I mean let's not go there but I get what you mean mm. but um at the same time right wouldn't that be the same conversation we would have with the day job musicians like don't they still have their day jobs like why don't they just oh cause they're gonna get married they need to have kids they need to mm. buy a BTO I answer my own question. <laughs> <laughs> 
self-realization. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really quite sad. Like, like, a lot of bands come and go. Like, you really see the potential. If they maybe stick around a few more years, they might be able to make it. But then they, it's just very tough to like, really yeah. like, eat, eat shit for like... I get it though. I really understand. Because no. like, I've been... I've had their moments before. Mm. I've had their moments where like, oh, I think it's time to just put, throw in the towel and just like, you know, focus on like, you know, my future rock climbing passion or something. Uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <clears throat> But cannot lah. For me, like, I don't know, man. I feel like I cannot think of anything else in my life that I like other than playing music. Mm. So like, and like, uh, how say like, I honestly like recording people. Mm. Like honestly, like I like recording my own bands. Like, um, I don't know, like, <laughs> like I like it lah. And like, I just find joy in it to have something to look forward to. Like, okay, six o'clock mm. is coming in two hours time. After that, I get to go and rehearse with my band. Mm, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing and like there is still I think I'm still holding on to maybe the to the fact that maybe I could one day finally quit my day job and work on this music thing full time mm-hmm. like one of my bands finally like I don't know uh, Rush Records suddenly tell Terry like <laughs> like hey we want to sign you guys then like I'll be like okay bye my lap sorry <laughs> 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 no lah but, but yeah I mean yeah. I think there's still that hope, lah. But even if it doesn't happen, at least I'm still working. Mm. Yeah, that's for me. Yeah. Actually, I I kind of had this talk with like someone else. Also, like, actually, if you really have the passion, lah, you're already halfway there, lah. Yeah. Because correct. if you compare like someone who doesn't have passion, but it's in the same job, lah. If you have, like two person working in the same job, mm. if one guy really has the passion, and then versus someone who doesn't have passion is there just to take the paycheck. The guy really has the passion will really push all the way to really because he really like it, lah. So everything to yeah. him is not a work at it. Like my friend was telling me, hey, maybe I should go and try doing like uh programming stuff, software programming thing. Like I tell him, hey, at this at this age, uh, very firstly very hard to learn like programming already. And secondly, yeah. or definitely lose out to everyone else who really has a passion for programming. Yeah, true. Just for the sake of like getting them in the market where really right now there's no demand for it. On the onset already you'll be losing out to everyone else already. Yeah, correct. So correct. I think really if you have a passion, even though it might be earning way lesser, I think you can if you really dare to take risks, you can really go and do it and see how it works out. Yeah, it's, in general, it's, it's really take the risk and try to, you should be happy doing it. Hmm. You might be starting off like really making very little money at the start, but you know, be happy doing it, but, and, and you really go all out to make it work. And I think, <clears> as in, that's something hard for people to accept that, eh, taking a risk to go and do something you like and possibly not earning a, like, a decent salary for a good few years hmm. just to make it happen. I think very hard to accept like, since young, because we're really like, indoctrinated by parents, eh? mm. you need to be either be an engineer, be a teacher, be a doctor. <laughs> then you don't study hard and you don't get a job. You don't get a job, you cannot earn money. Yeah, correct. Mm. I think that that stigma of don't get, you, you don't have a job, you cannot earn money. Very, very hard to overcome that. Because <laughs> when you go start doing music, it's, it's very hard to say that doing music is a job. Yeah. You're more like, like an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Yeah, correct. Actually, yeah. how, what, what, what's like, what's it like for the both of you at home? Like, like, do your parents support like this um business that mm. you guys have? Or they is never complain. Is that a very personal question to ask? I would say like, last time when I first graduated, right, my parents go and like, send my resume to like, those job agency. Oh no! So I got like random calls by agency and say, hey, what come your resume and your frame properly? And I realised that like, they go and send. So, yeah, but I mean, because last time we, I, we studied engineering, uh, like uh-huh. mechanical engineering, which is like totally okay. not related. I also kind of like regretted going for uni. Mm. Like, because at the time we feel like, 
well, I need a backup plan. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I think if you really want to do it, you just, just whack. So, I don't have a plan B. Uh, just go for plan A. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, like make the, sure plan A works. Uh. Yeah. I mean, you'll make it work uh, if you don't have yeah. plan B. Uh. Yeah, yeah If you got plan B, you're already, you're already planning to fail. <clears> yeah. So, so just plan saying, for the yeah. success mm. one. Don't plan for the failure one. The famous thing is like, oh, you always become your plan B. Yeah. Wow, shit, this is very motivational. That truth hurts. No, yeah. but it's very motivational. It makes sense. It makes a lot yeah. of sense, you know? Mm. I remember like Travis Bucker said like he, he went to get a lot of tattoos because like he, he yes. just want to like do music. Like, yeah, he want to make sure he does music. Yeah. <laughs> so he get a tattoo and he cannot get, get like a normal job. <laughs> normal job, yeah. yeah. So really just go for your plan A. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So just need to, really just need to know what you want. Oh. Mm. Like if let's say you're trying to do music then, but you want to like, Every day can do grab food. Every week can go restaurant eat. You want to live that kind of lifestyle, then then consider your other option. Yeah, yeah, la. yeah, yeah, yeah. You really need to see what you what you want to get from life, lah. Mm. Or if you know like you want to settle down eventually and like start family, have a stable job, then you even if you succeed as a musician, you cannot go on tour and stuff like that. So yeah, lor. I I I want to go on tour, <laughs> but I mean I, I mean, don't know where I, mean, I will be. Yeah, depends, lah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, the whole unique thing, like actually. Uh, that thing you can't really as in you only like look back in retrospect then you know like hey, actually you know, hindsight 2080 like, you don't really yeah. need that so if you want to do music like <laughs> or you study mechanical engineering if you want to like do music production yeah yeah or just, like mm. the same po- podcast I was listening to this morning so like the guy was saying his father actually gave him advice like, or if you want to study something in like university or something right uh, I guess it's Arvin is it or is it like grab food so yeah, it's like just saying like hey. sorry guys Commercial. Brunner. Brunner? Brunner. Yeah. Oh. Easy no. We're fucking recordings, yeah. Okay, like, I can cut on. Oh, what was I saying? Oh, I was saying that, oh, yeah, the podcast was listening earlier this morning. Like, the guy said his father advised for, like, if you want to study something in university, go study something that makes you think critically. Mm. Yeah, and then as it helps you to train your thinking. And then that one is probably the most important skill you need in this year and age. Rather than like, like engineering, technically you can go like linda.com, learn about yeah. mechanical engineering, all of concepts are all there. It's just road learning. Really, mechanical engineering is just okay. Like, engineering, you still need a degree just for that, that certification. Mm. Mm. But the training and thinking, that one really, it's it's something you need to build up. Man, it's, it's not something that everyone can do it. And you really hone that thinking, you can really adapt your basically adapt to anything, any kind of situation, any kind of challenges. You can learn to think, critical think, and then overcome it. Mm. Actually, uh, speaking of that, right? Have you met anybody in your life, uh, that has actually have that actually has like a passion for mechanical engineering? <laughs> uh, do you guys know anybody that? I mean, mechanical itself is like quite broad. Like. I mean, like some maybe studied like aeronautical. I know a few friends like quite into the whole like airplanes thing. Oh, okay. Mm. Mechanical is like I don't know what you learn about aircon about cars kind of okay. thing. So like yeah, I don't okay. really cars. So, so, so like you put it you sorry you put it aside right? Mm. Do you have you met anybody that's really into facilities management? Mm, like very like seemingly <laughs> boring how yeah and then have you met anybody that's like wow dude I have a passion for data entry bro <laughs> like I don't I swear to god I've never met anybody like that yeah? data mm. security uh, okay maybe okay maybe for like development like Android development and kind of thing mm, okay fine yeah, yeah. that one like I feel like can that one possible yeah. like yeah I don't know ah. like, <laughs> I mean got a lot of other Professions like doctor, nursing, all these kind of can really yeah, that one, that one, still can that one still can. I mean, like chemical engineering or like, <laughs> or maybe like architecture, like civil 
engineering that still makes sense. I yeah, guess. yeah, I think architecture still can. Yeah. My sister got into like she studied interior design, right? Mm. Because she used to play Sims okay. <laughs> as a kid. Like and she was really into it. And oh. then she actually like when she was trying to figure out what she wanted to do for like poly or what, right? Mm. And she was like Interior design that only make it only makes sense, mm-hmm. and now she's like doing well. So yeah. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> like finding your your true like your path. Yeah. Through a video game. Yeah, quite and cool. it's like indirectly. <laughs> I I have a friend who's doing game design now. Mm. In I think SUDD yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that, and like he was really into like Dota back then ah. So you know right. it's possible. Yeah. Passion I mean, passion driven stuff ah. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah like if, if I see some guy who are really passionate about something, I, it's not some, someone I'm going to like, it's in studies, like, if you're really passionate about it, I'm going to like, fuck with him. Uh. Yeah, yeah, you won't. definitely like, going to like, be so much better than you. In, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what's this me? I'm just there to like, hey, I just need that so, at the end of the day. Because <laughs> <laughs> someone who really wants, he can. Yeah, yeah, correct, 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 correct. Yeah, maybe that, that's one of the issues of like, local education system also. Hmm. Most people are just there for the cert, then, you know, we just talk to like, do exams only. <laughs> like not not very no, eh, the critical thinking thing lor. Mm. like a lot of like foreign students when they come over they got a lot more other soft skills and stuff like that yeah, yeah, compared correct, to like correct, local correct. students so like correct. we're not as equipped as we thought we are like that actually speaking of that right, I mm. think Singapore like Singaporean students are not as like like the EQ right mm. is not as great or like they're not as street smart mm, yeah <clears throat> and like I think like how say ah if you are street smart right Mm. Like, you will achieve more academically. Mm. I don't know. Um, You know, if you are less street smart, you achieve more academically. And like, the people mm. who have been living in comfort, right? Like, all their lives, they are not as street smart as compared to the people who have suffered sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, that's like a discussion for another day. Like, that's definitely something debatable. Mm. But in terms like, speaking of, speaking of that, like, you know, a lot of people I know, you know, I don't, okay, I don't know how to explain it, right? But then, like, most of the really great guitarists, right, started off, like, playing some $100, like, the neck, this thick, that kind oh, of thing. Right. The guitar got no brand, that kind of thing, right? Oh. They all started off from that. And then, like, it came to a point where brands are fighting to sponsor them, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, so, I think it's about, it's about the determination and the perseverance, uh, mm. ultimately. Yeah, and yeah. with all of that, right, it comes to, like, the main question uh, which is like how much are you willing to work in local music to get to where you want to be yeah Yeah, maybe to answer that you you need to ask yourself the why also yeah like why are you doing this like you can sort of have an answer to why are you doing this and you can kind of like have a direction to go towards uh. let's say like say you you have a band you want to make an album why do you want to make an album why are you writing this song so if you can sort of have an answer to that or at least know the why you can dictate and help guide a lot of the process. Like the concept, the design, mm. the soundscaping, everything. I say, I say single, the why is, I don't write about the, the suffering in Singapore of the, or like some, got some motivation to it. Uh. Mm. Then yeah, you know yeah. where to go towards. Uh. Then it also translates into the music. Uh. So if you know the why, yeah, you, you get a bit further in life. Uh. Actually, yeah. actually like, I just remember this, but mm. you know what made me actually like pursue music? Mm. So back then when I was in NS, right, like <clears throat> I loved my NS life. Mm. Like I okay, absolutely, okay. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> oh, I, I was in I was in SCDF. Oh, okay. so like I work ten days a month, <laughs> like one day work two oh. days off. Oh, okay. That kind of thing, and then like I just love like 
like it was it felt good to like you know you go to work and then like like oh today maybe you cannot turn out but then like you helping some like you know road traffic accident or something mm. you know like it felt good and then like I remember those days right like the night before my duty yeah I go sleep right I think to myself like wow I can't wait to go to work and see my friends yeah mm-hmm. honestly yeah, I felt yeah, that way yeah. and then at the same time right I got into triple E at NYP mm. at that point of time. <clears throat> so like I was on IDE lah before that Then I went to NS And then like I was like Okay lah After I go poly right? And then I got offered To Triple E And then I was like Wow do I, is, this, is this really What I want to do mm. Then like I asked my parents ah, They're like You know I don't want to go To engineering I kind of want to do music mm-hmm. My parents were like You know what You do whatever Makes you happy ah. So like If you want to do music Then you do music mm. So that's when I took Audio production And then here I am mm. ah. right. Because right. like I wanted to have that feeling of like, wow, I can't wait to go work mm. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Like for the rest of my life. Because like, I know if I do that, that time I suddenly, you know, after I work at like some engineering company, you're doing like, I don't know, uh, like, mm. will I really feel the same way? I don't think so. Mm. Maybe the money is like probably twice of what I'm earning now. La, but you know, <laughs> but at the same yeah. time, it, like, it's about looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I totally get what you mean because I'm like, in the position you are in. I know. <laughs> opposite. Yeah. So, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, really comes down to that and it's, it's very hard to, like every day, every month, or every, every Sunday, I uh, you think about it, it's saying shit. Ah, oh, Sienna. It's, it's quite, quite messed up. That's why I, I thought that, that I've been listening to all podcasts and stuff like, all along. Yeah, so like, all these like, like there's someone we discuss about being your plan, plan B, that kind of thing. Really, mm. it kind of hits very hard to, for me. Because uh. really, it, it doesn't make sense to like, really, Honestly, okay, the job I'm I'm doing the pay quite good lah. Pay is honestly quite good. So, but I think about it actually, it's not that hard to earn money in this day and age. So, mm. you don't even need any skill. You're going to be a grab food driver. You still can it's like okay. you, you can just <laughs> you can make a living like to survive lah. Mm. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, I still I still remember yeah back then like everybody make fun of the grab food driver drivers like it hey, wow you work only ride bicycle or ride your motorbike and then mm. deliver food how come you earn so much and then COVID happened everybody and their mother want to work at grab food <laughs> yeah. like in my mind it's like wow that last time you make fun of grab food riders all mm. then mm. now you like you begging to at, at Midview City I know where the grab office is no <laughs> at Midview City you begging to get a job there cheap sorry right, right. but yeah, yeah that's the point <clears throat> but I think you, I think, okay, if I personally feel right mm. that you are looking at it as like a plan B thing already. Uh, do you, uh, do you feel that way? Which one is plan B? Your, like your current job is your plan B. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, la. <laughs> it's your plan B. Uh. And yeah, I'm probably not going to, yeah, I'm not going to stay long. Uh, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Relevant uh, departments. <laughs> Hope you don't hear this. HR. <laughs> Hope you HR don't hear this. <laughs> yeah, which ties in one of the last few things you want to talk about. Sure, like. sure, sure. Actually, like, we, we started this, like, Verta Collective thing as well is, we kind of want to make this uh, community, la, at least to get, like, like-minded people, like, to build this community and get like-minded people inside and share some of these, like, learnings and stuff. Because all things that like, you just learn, like, in retrospect, like, mm. hindsight is only twenty twenty. Like, really, after you go through all the shit and realize, hey, there's a better way to do it and there's better advice you can offer people. I think building the community here, yeah, that's, that's what I try like to do and maybe help to go to the scene also. I, mm. I, I think you're also involved in like some other uh like community thingy, right? Like the local music one. Is this, I don't know how to pronounce it, Ether or Ether thing that? No, no, I just help out Ether. Uh, yeah, I just help Ether out because like Jenny is one of my very good friends. Uh-huh. So I help out Ether once in a while for like some of the shows. Mm. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Speaking of that, right, I feel that what the both of you have uh, is a lot of knowledge and mm. like I think you could if there is something that you want to do right it's definitely education okay 
So like um I don't know like maybe you guys could start doing videos like like how to do um what's the best way for pre-production or like mm. you know step by step pre-production um like how to you know that kind of thing uh, like how mm. to do this how to do that that kind of stuff like like you know you did the um, how to the DWR the drum editing drum editing on K-pop right Yeah, you know the kind of thing, ah. Uh. Mm. Yeah, I literally know like maybe four people using KWO in Singapore, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Actually, the video on that front, we kind of we have a lot of ideas, ah. Uh. Yeah, I want to do like this whole like you're saying like or building like we just talking earlier like we just reached one thousand subs. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it took so long to get there because like, honestly, like all of you YouTubers have been saying like you need to do like it very consistently. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and then you need to be. You just need to show up regularly, lah. Even like mm. for podcasts, so really need to like stick to a schedule. <laughs> But I think we are both like guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Like, like I, the moment, the moment, like I knew my this month gonna be damn busy until November. Right? I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna put my podcast on hold, yeah. Like I cannot take it. <laughs> But doing it every week was so painful. Uh-huh. No, as in like I love doing it. I mm. love talking to everybody, right? But like. You know, like maybe Monday to Thursday, at some point I will, I will like you know meet the guests mm. on record and everything, right? Like Sunday, right? Like if let's say I go out to drink with my friends or whatever hell, right? Mm. Like that means I Saturday then I need to wake up, I need to wake up no matter what, ah, uh, and go and edit the podcast yeah, yeah. and then go and upload straight away. <laughs> you know? And then like and then there's like another not say burden lah, but then like there's another responsibility, mm-hmm. you know. And then sometimes I just like like I love doing the podcast, I really 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 do, you know. But then like when it comes to these things, right? Like you know other podcasts, um, other podcasts out there in like America, the ones who have sponsors, mm. right? Mm. They have people who do that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so like, edit, yeah, yeah, yeah the podcast hosts, right? Like the podcast hosts are just show up, talk whatever the hell you want to talk about, right? Yeah, Then yeah. like all good, all good. I right, see you next week. Then the other <laughs> guy, the other guy will go and upload to Buzzsprout lah, and then like go and do all do the, all the cycle. Yeah, do all the cycle. No, yeah. this is we all do ourselves. You know. Yeah, yeah. I recently I saw like in Asia they had the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he did ten episodes. Then recently he posted a Facebook post say like he takes like ten hours to do one podcast. So he he, he says he like too much effort. Then like he quite set at the like average like only like let's say hundred lah. Mm. So he say he not going to continue anymore. So he say like yeah lor too much effort. Then not enough views. Like not Warren. Oh then uh, a bit wasted lah. But okay lah. Like yeah, that's quite sad lah. But mm. I think like if first of all. Mm. Podcast plays don't pay, <laughs> like, you know what I mean. Like yeah. we don't get like zero point zero zero eight cents per play. That kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? you know what I mean. Like literally, the only way to make money through podcasts is like sponsors. Yeah. So like on that note, right? You must really love doing it, right? Mm. Then you will keep doing it. If not, yeah. uh, there is no way. Yeah, there's no incentive to do like. There's no incentive. There is no like. It's not like you know. Um, we do this episode, right? Hey, the air of the episode. We like to thank NAC for sponsoring us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not happening, hey, bro. But Greek podcast is sponsored by NAC. Ah, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> it's sponsored by NAC. Okay. Yeah, but actually, in all things like all these content marketing things, the the results really you're playing a long game, lah. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. You should really be very patient on like uh. Like if you listen to Gary V, he also like mm. always like hop on the. You need to be patient, lah. Mm. Actually, like we also did like we we don't have a lot of episodes for this Ionic Stocks music podcast, also. Yeah, like this is a knife one, and knife one. But then like it, we started quite early on, lah. So it wasn't a very early one, but uh, Start at least we, yeah, 
but even then also like we did have like some inquiries about hey, people asking us about podcasts and stuff mm. even though it's like only like 7 episodes you don't really have a lot of listenership also maybe or surprisingly on YouTube is there's more like listeners on YouTube than oh okay yeah. everywhere else <laughs> so that's the funny thing but yeah the YouTube you usually get about 100 plus it ranges from 100 to about 300 I think like if you listen on the, on YouTube right you won't listen on Spotify you know what I mean mm, yeah yeah correct yeah mm. cause like I know for your podcast I listen to it on Spotify Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't listen to it on YouTube. I think like the first, <laughs> the previous, the previous episode, the one at the coffee shop with oh, George, George, yeah, uh, Pentian, Pentian, uh, with Pentian, yeah. The one like I think I the first one minute or two minutes like I was on YouTube, and then I switched to Spotify because um I was doing work lah. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. But then it was quite cool lah because like coffee shops yeah, damn cool. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know, actually, it, it takes a while uh, for like, but it, actually, it does like really help to like build that, that sort of brand. Mm. Yeah, but it, it, it takes a while uh, before like, you really see the returns on that, that effort that you put in. Yeah, it's all about the hustle. Uh, like, it's all about the putting in the work. Uh. Mm. Like, for anything, uh, for anything that we do, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like, when you know when you, when you guys record a band, right? They pay you a certain amount of money, right? But how long will it take for them to earn that money back, you know? Mm. Yeah, and that's something that that's something that I always think about, uh. mm. Yeah, that's a that's a dark uh. world to go go on. Uh. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like I, I I always think yeah, about it. Right? I also but always it, think about it. Like, but at the same time, uh, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, go no, ahead. No. But at the same time, right? I think that I would rather spend like you know um a thousand dollars on a song. Uh. I'm not saying that you guys charge that uh, by the way, but like I rather spend like a thousand dollars on a song to make it sound like amazing as hell mm. than like. Um, I don't know, like put us something that is not yeah. like it's half uh, like mm. I'd rather put in like all the yeah. effort into it. Shit, if you like, talk about this topic, I think it go on for yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. very controversial because like like literally I just like talking about uh, this afternoon about like whether we should do like quantity or quality type and so like charge high do less or charge low do more, that kind. So I'm thinking like Thinking very hard, like, if we charge high, like, what, what's the additional value we can give bands? And, like, because we do many underground bands and so on. So, if you go down the bar of, like, oh, how long does the band take to earn, like, the uh, amount, it's probably, mm. like, never, lah. <laughs> so, so, if they're gonna, never going to earn back, right, then then you cannot justify the amount. So, you cannot think that way, yeah. So, if you think another way, it's, like, okay, what's the amount that I should charge? So, that, like, any point in the session, I won't think, like, wow, I'm not paid enough for this. <laughs> So if you can find that right amount and then like because once you reach that thought of like thinking oh shit I, I not paid enough for this then, then everything goes downhill from there. Yeah, so you start true, to cut true, corners yeah, like yeah. well guitar okay I, I like that good enough. So everything <laughs> starts to have good enough right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, why everything yeah, yeah. goes down to shit. Yeah, 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 so yeah I think yeah I just need to find a balance of like what's the point where you're willing to charge where it's like acceptable for you to like mm. still do your best work <laughs> and not like putting everyone off like that. I think Okay, that's that is uh, like something entirely up to you guys. But mm. <clears throat> if you were, let's say, you were to be asking for my advice, right? Mm. I would honestly tell you all to quality over quantity. Yeah, yeah. Because I know of other studios in Singapore who do the quality over quantity, and they're still doing pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like partly the dynamic here, so. Because one of the, like our mission, okay, you can say mission uh, Our objective is also like to help to build the local music here lah. Mm. So we try to like really get in touch or rather try to reach out to as many bands as possible and help as many bands as possible. Mm. Mm. 
my problem is if like this is a bit more like a loss aversion thing uh. mm. like if we if Ben's approach us then we tell him hey we quote this price which is on the higher side mm. then they go to somewhere else and record it for cheaper then we also feel a bit sad that hey, like they don't sort of value that either they don't value the quality or uh, they don't value the music that much to warrant to want to pay uh, that amount or yeah, yeah it, it, it just makes us a bit sad all that that's age. true uh, that's true and mm. people okay but also it's, it's a good thing for us because like people like hips, they really don't value the mm. music that much they really want to put in that much money mm. yeah true 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 but also sad for us that like, you'll get a somewhat more subpar quality law. but at the same time right like don't you guys think like I mean this is this is something I thought about years ago uh. Uh. like sorry we're taking them long uh, by the way <laughs> but <laughs> like you haven't beat your, haven't beat your <laughs> the one you trend the one um, but at the same time right like this is something that I've always been thinking about and is that um, what is the okay, because like you know schools are offering like audio courses now and everything there is still there is always going to be somebody that goes that's going to come out of school and like you know like I don't know maybe their parents are going to drop them like a million dollars to go and like open a studio or something mm. and then like not a million uh, I know the last studio was a million dollars like, that's why I just like <laughs> yeah. that's why I just decide like in my mind that's my conversation like you know they open up a studio like that and then like how do you win over that Win over that. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm. I think that's something that what makes you different from everybody else. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think you like the thing that sells is not like maybe on the surface like you, you can see like oh gear can sell like like million dollar studio versus like <coughs> home studio. Definitely like there's a pull towards that million dollar studio lah. Mm. Like, there's a certain sort of appeal. But I think it still boils down to like like the creative aspect of it all. Like, people will pay yeah. for the production as in like the arrangement. Yeah. Like the song itself is the the value, uh, not in the process of like the using what gear and like who's like engineering the record, that kind of thing. Let's say if you are like a, that's why like the producers get paid more than engineers. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. in a sense, like you kind of had to be a producer, not I really mean, like a technical guy, just like. I think that's a given in like the production world now at this point mm. in time. Like engineers are always doubling up as a producer. Will Pani doubles up as a producer all the time. So. Mm. But definitely the producer part is the one that people want to work with you actually I don't know about you right but Mm. like I think people still don't see the difference between a producer and an engineer anymore I think it's very hard for I don't Mm, I know like very little bands that like Mm. know the difference because like from the outside they can't really see yeah yeah Yeah. from the outside they can't really see like in all honesty right like I remember me and Arvin were talking about it like We, I mean, we're going to record with you guys, right? But, like, we wanted to bring in, like, you know, Brian to be, like, a producer mm. to, like, you know, sort of, like, artistically help us out mm. with the record and everything. As in, like, there was just an idea, like, it's not like we're going to do it or not, lah, but mm. um, <clears throat> then, like, how would, like, people, like, people in the band were like, like, huh, what do you mean by Brian produce? Oh, like, they don't oh, see, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. they don't see the difference, you know, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I think a being, I think having a producer is very important, but, mm. like, for engineers, like, like, for you guys especially, like, you guys have that experience, you know, and I think you, it's, you have the experience to double as a producer. Yeah, but the, the goal is to not be an engineer. Oh. Yeah. So the goal is to actually be the producer, like, people want to work with. Yeah. Right, right, so right, right. So, if we are still known as, like, the engineer guy from, like, 10 years now, then mm. it'd be quite sad, uh, like. Yeah, if you don't use, like, the, okay, don't use the engineer producer kind of, like, uh, analogy, then it's, like, back to the question of, like, how do you beat a $1 million studio versus, like, if you're really working from a bedroom, bedroom kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In your mind, like, it really, a no fight, uh, is. <laughs> but actually, the, the main thing, like, nowadays is, so the differentiation is not about that uh, equipment or what, I think it's more of, 
like what's your story lor? True. Yeah, it's it's all about you lah. How it, it's nowadays it's all about you really. <laughs> it's down to the individual. How can you provide that? Uh, how are you different from someone else and not so much about hmm. the equipment or what? Even you see like Billy Eilish like, they don't even need to record <laughs> in. I mean, they record in their bedroom lor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and what's their story? They just basically yeah, they really go for like everything natural. Uh, every, everything recorded for from scratch and really is you can get the best takes all from recording itself so it's really not so much about uh, fighting with big corporations or what like, it's really what can you bring to the table like, as you as an individual your experiences how through your whole life like, what kind of anger basically you are the unique part of the thing like. mm. yeah makes sense so yeah lor. tough 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 times you're all in but yeah. <clears throat> I think uh, with that being said, right, I think like personally, I feel like you guys are doing like an amazing job. Like this space is like, wow, like, wow, have complete upgrades here yeah, compared mm. to like, you know, I mean, your room was great lah. <laughs> but like, at the same time, you know, like this is like a complete upgrade ah. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's like, you know, it comes out to the pressing question, you know, like, like you're like debating mm. how much should we, if right now also we can't really settle on a, a good price ah. Mm. Like we face the dilemma of like, eh, hey. like you say, oh, you go on the dark road of like, eh, hey, can they can like best afford this price? Mm. Then you, you know you go and self sabotage and you really charge lower. Ah. Then that's not thinking like, like I was telling my brother this morning, yeah, hey, you charge this lower. Ah. Like we every time hire this mover guy, also you charge about like one time we charge, you pay him like about sixty to hundred dollars just to move <laughs> furniture. <laughs> then like you charge this price, if you do like five six of this same trip, ah, if you can make the same amount of like what, yeah. what we like propose to charge or what. Then you, then you just think about it. If you have to go through years of experience like mixing songs, buy this much equipment, own the whole place of like recording studio, you could compare to someone that's just moving furniture. Then like, well, then you just think about it. The, the, the value just don't match up. Uh. Yeah. But sadly, that's like the what the market is like. Or rather, what uh, a lot of people is just maybe more comfortable to pay. Uh. So it's very hard for us to like break that barrier or that, that mindset of like, hey, perhaps we need to charge more and value ourselves a bit more. Uh. So that one... You know, I have an internal struggle. Yeah. I think I've met somebody right <clears throat> that has like I'm not saying that you guys feel that way, right? But I've met mm. somebody that has like never thought about the whole money thing when he came to the recording, and that was Siang. I don't know uh, if you guys know Siang. Yeah, Typhoon Studio guy. Right? Like he never like I don't know, Siang. Like I don't know how he doesn't think uh-huh. about the money thing. Like I ever had, like you know I ever had like you know. Like uh, how to talk with him, uh, mm. like, hey, you know, like, are you doing okay now? You know? And he said, like, oh, never mind, it's okay. Then that, like, suddenly, like, the iDevotion single, right? He said, uh, Master with Troy Glasner. <laughs> then in my mind, was like, huh? How much is it? Is it? Oh, never mind, it's okay, it's okay. I, first one, free one, it's okay, don't, don't worry about it. Then yeah. in my mind, I like, this guy, what's ya? Like, he, like, he really, like, uh-huh. <laughs> like passion over, passion, right, right, yeah, passion yeah. over everything first. La. Then, mm. like, I, like, wow, I really love him. Uh. Mm. I haven't seen him in years actually, but like, yeah, I still think about him. Huh? <laughs> right, right. Actually, what is he doing now? Is he still doing Typhoon? I don't know, but I'm going to find out soon. <laughs> but he's still recording. Oh, okay. he's still recording? Okay. He's still recording. He's still recording like a few bands, like very yeah. one-off bands. I think like now at this point of time, maybe he got like only two bands he's recording. Right, right. That yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, that's it. Uh. Like he's very chill about it right now. Mm. From what yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> And we started off also it was like that lah. It's like it's like yeah, you know, <coughs> because okay, at that time it was like body at time and like yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. Like, like you know, like when you starting out, you just like ah yeah, anything ah again anything, like yeah. you know. But at some point, like you know that you know you, it's time to 
you are good enough. It's time to make money. <laughs> it's time to you know sell your service and like then again at the same time like if we are all talking about support local, what's the problem with supporting yeah. locally? Mm. Yeah. Lots <laughs> of wisdom. Yeah lah. So but also like what I can don't say a bit negative. <laughs> no, I just say yeah. I mean <coughs> if, you, if you want to, I'm up to you. Okay, so I was thinking like a lot of like the the more up there acts are mm. the more mainstream one. Yeah. They don't do their productions in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, uh, so like, I don't know the names, but I just yeah, before you won't hear also. Like Jasmine Soko, she does her EP like her. I think it's in Taiwan or something. With like basically overseas, or then like Sam Meadows also did in Sweden. <laughs> All the other bando pop one, they got local producers, uh, But yeah, I mean they cannot <clears throat> go anywhere now, lah. <laughs> yeah, so like I don't know. Eh, maybe we we just also not good enough yet like the behind the scenes stuff production wise no but then again right sometimes uh, it's all about like <clears throat> the how to say uh? I remember I like, talked to someone about this so it's also a bit like right place right time yeah like some people get famous doing a record because they happen to be in the right place right time yeah no that's the thing because yeah. like I think uh, sometimes it's also about the breaking rights mm. like oh um, this artist like they are really big in Singapore, so big that they went all the way to Sweden to record an album. Mm. That kind of thing. Then, like at the same time, it's just like for us, it's like so I can record my album as Snake Weeds, yeah. Like why, why go all the way to Sweden? But cause like it's like the producer, lor. Yeah, la, yeah, la, at the same. <laughs> like, need to work. With I don't know, producer. man. Like how much do you need to? Like okay, cause I <clears throat> remember cause then we went to Bay Beats, what? Got the workshop, NAC mm. workshop. Yeah. So they were talking about the. EP album granting, right? They were they were saying like how important is it to find the producer to Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So then also well, I remember it very clearly, like they plays a huge important part in like you finding a like a more esteemed producer to like produce your record. La. So that's one of the requirements they actually want you to seek out. So like I don't know, because eh, a lot of bands that applied that I've done that applied never get before. Okay, like, nev- like not one has ever gotten before. <laughs> like I had them submit a lot of times already. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe it's the producer part that made them not <clears throat> get I don't know, the man, like, is it, is it really though? Like, I think maybe it's like, <clears throat> okay, I've heard, I mean, this is for, probably a very controversial thing to talk about, but mm. like, I've heard people get grants for touring. Yeah, touring. That one like, is very common, right? Mm. But yeah, I've never heard of people getting grants for like, production stuff. There is a section there, mm. the production grant on NAC website. I've seen it before. Mm. But, God, I got see <laughs> Every year they will release like the recipients. I had to check out like Oh, so they release the recipients. Yeah, every year there's a report that they show. So far the only metal band that got the album one was just a divide. Yeah, the rest is mainly like singer songwriter. Damn. Uh more mainstream stuff though. So it's yeah, not but that I mean easy. like good ah, like I mean mm. that's the divide. That's great, yeah, like mm. you know? But huh? Really? Yeah, yeah that's the only metal one la, for the album album grand. Touring one, they will give a lot. Like, yeah, yeah, they'll get false painting. Also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that one I know. Mm. Oh, man. I don't know. Like, to me, producer is important, right? But, like, I don't think that dicta- dictates whether you should get a grant or not. Because it's up to the band to know what sound they want. Not. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, lor. <laughs> you need to create your own sound first. Uh. Then, after that, someone else can help add on to that. Mm-hmm. Correct. Like, you can't expect someone else to, like, really craft the sound for you. Yeah. yeah. Not there yet. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <sighs> Damn, how long did we take so? I think about two hours. Eh? 
Ah, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think about a good time to, <laughs> to um, end the conversation. Got anything on the plug or I want to... Uh, I mean, honestly... Like this studio space is amazing. Check out Vertical Collective on Instagram. Um, I have my own podcast, of course, <laughs> called Sunday Scene mm-hmm. with Sean, also on Instagram. Um, you can check out the bands that I play for. You can check out <coughs> Submissions Band on Instagram, Terry Band on Instagram, Losing NHC on Instagram, um, Safeguard SG on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, I mean I guess you can check out Abang Sapau <laughs> I mean I don't think He needs that But sure <laughs> You can check that out um, Other than that uh, Yeah that's it That's it okay. Thank you guys so much Do you, you have any other Last questions Before we end off Last question uh, So which one Of your bands Is the most Your favourite One to play with <laughs> Which your favourite child Is your favourite Middle <laughs> <laughs> child syndrome <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Maybe after you say this You need to have one band right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I Okay I like playing live For all Honestly mm. But <clears throat> If you ask me Which band I have The best time right Is I would say Well actually Same uh, all same, same. Okay. I don't know most, answer. most comfortable answer <laughs> <laughs> No actually all same uh, no. Like I cannot think Like I wanted to say Like losing end right But that's only because I went to Japan And losing end mm. right. And that was fun uh, Obviously Japan yeah. uh, You mm. know what I mean Actually the but, experience Matter a lot yeah. yeah 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 It does And then like Like then But then at the same time right Like you know Terrier is super fun Like I hang out with some missions Like not just as a band But mm. like we have like A bunch of friends also At the same time Mm. So like It's hard to say uh. But if you ask me Which one I have the most fun Writing for submissions uh. okay. <laughs> Yeah Sweet Okay yeah. Uh, Can I take We accept that Cop out answer <laughs> <laughs> okay. So check out Sean's podcast And his, all his different bands And we see you Not next week uh, Maybe next time uh. Don't know when <laughs> Next the, time when, when is the next Sunday scene with Sean coming After maybe uh. After maybe after maybe this when after November, November after November <laughs> I got too many things. <laughs> okay, so in the meantime, you can just follow our podcast. Yes, just, just go re-listen to every single episode, previous yeah. episode, lah. And my my one also yeah. listen to all the episodes. You can re-listen until it comes back on air. Yes. Right. See you all next time. Okay. See you guys next time. Bye bye. Butter Collective. <laughs>